What's up, everybody? This is the greatest podcast on God's green earth. That's right. It's all ego. Eat the page, and you're listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today. Take everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries. Sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, especially when we have two shows back to back. This is Wrestling Cheers. We'd like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio, independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This uh, might be... Might be the first in the history of the show, but I think there was one early on. We're going to be doing two things. We are going to be reviewing AIW's Join the Swarm, and we will be previewing uh, as quick as we can. It won't be as uh, in-depth as we would normally do. We will be previewing AIW's This Aggression Will Not Stand, man. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, and Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we have them Nope, we don't have that at gmail.com. Like I said, this is a preview and review of two different shows. I'm not going to read everything of that, but yeah, of course, we've got myself and we have Charlie Butters. Hello. Uh, how, how are you doing this evening? Uh, all right. So far, I'm tired, but you know, that's, I took a nice long nap after I got off work today. So, so you're ready for this three hour episode we're going to do. Oh, God, don't say that. Oh, I hope we don't do that because uh, I have to edit everything tonight. So, uh, in in a perfect world, it would it would go like this. All right, first match. Blah 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 blah. That's what happened. All right, let's get in the next match. All right, next match. But challenge accepted. I think we could do that. <laughs> do you know how much shit? Like, I don't say we would get shit, but it's like, all right, you guys are like preview or review one show, and it's an hour and a half. But you preview and review on the same episode, and it's an hour. I mean, there's only two of us, so it, it's not like there's multiple people that that's going to add time to the, to their thoughts. I mean, I don't have a ton of thoughts on the review. I I, I really really enjoyed the show, but yeah, we'll get into it. Yeah, and I think even like on the flip side of like the preview, like this isn't. Uh, this isn't like necessarily a big AIW show, even like the show we're reviewing is not necessarily a big AIW show either. But to me, with this being a new market or just a return to a market that, um, yeah, it just doesn't seem it'll almost be like a house show. Like I would say, what's for, really cool is, uh, my first AIW show was a Youngstown show and they're back in Youngstown. So it's kind of like coming full circle now for me. That's really cool. Of the one back in two thousand seven, uh, well, they ran it. They ran Youngstown twice, but the one that I went to had AJ Styles on it. It was him yeah. versus Starless. 
and uh and tyler black was on the card and uh yeah it was it was was a good show i really enjoyed it uh and i i that was like my first real like indie experience and uh but i had to see ag styles live that was my whole thing and uh i didn't know that like autographs were a thing um like in like pictures and stuff like it like intermission was the thing i didn't know any of that going in so like i didn't get a picture or anything but i uh really enjoyed the show and uh i'm super excited that they're they're back in youngstown finally it's been something that i've been hoping that they would do so i can literally be one of those people that uh gets out of the show and drives uh 20 minutes and then they're home uh i'm pretty jealous everybody else gets to do that all the time so now i get to do that so i'm pretty excited i think it'll be like about a 45 55 minute drive for me i haven't figured it out but it's in the ballpark i think what it should be maybe close to an hour but like it's like mostly highway like let's just get cruise control and go yeah so so um kind of jumping ahead i think we're gonna do the uh review then the preview but instead of putting like something in the middle uh i kind of want to talk about it now and that is not only is saturday this aw show but we have toy hio yeah and it's your first one that you're uh working yes uh, the anniversary, well, actually when this comes out, this will be the four year anniversary of my first Toy Hio. First Toy Hio was February 9th, 2019. I honestly can't remember my first, but, um, I've been helping out for a year now because, uh, he posted a picture from February of last year and I was like, oh yeah, I, I helped out at that one. So it's, that's my, my one year anniversary of being a staffer for it it's it's really fun exciting like to watch it grow and uh just get crazier and crazier each time and it's i'm really excited for this one um whatnot's gonna be in the building we got dan Housen, his wife uh first time ever dual meet and greet signing with them uh ethan page and a bunch of his people from the uh toy vlog uh including the bunny colt cabana um space monkey and uh everybody was requesting them got charlie so that's pretty cool um so yeah it's it's a a loaded uh show and uh i can't wait to see what everybody gets and all that kind of fun stuff it's been so long since space monkey was at aiw or at least at a local show i don't know i don't think he did any of the indiana shows but if i'm correct without looking it up or as I'm looking it up, I want to say he missed the entire Odeon run. Because if I'm correct, the last time we saw Space Monkey at AIW was uh, Welcome to the Party Pal, which was the first show after Mount Carmel. And I literally do not remember buying bananas for any place other than uh, Mount Carmel. When did we do that interview with him uh, at Old? Uh, that was, I want to, that has to be 2019. That seems right. Cause it was Dan Housen and him, but I don't think he worked WrestleRager the day before. Oh, wait a minute. He, uh, he did work 2019. Okay. Slumber Party Massacre. This is why I forget about it. Uh, okay. so he hasn't, he at least hasn't been, uh, at a Ohio AIW show. It was, uh, Colt Cabana and Space Monkey. They defeated Ethan Page and MJF. <laughs> but that was his only 2019 booking at AIW. 
And then, yeah, uh, hasn't been back since. You, oh, you could tell, like, just looking at his cage match where COVID hit, because, like, uh, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, like, just packed to the gills with how many matches uh, or how many companies he worked for. 2016, 90 matches. 2017, 91 matches. 2018, 78 matches. 2019, 97 matches. 2020, 18 and according according to Cajun Match, he's only had two matches this year. So yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be happy to see Space Monkey. I think for me too, when it comes down to like Toy Ohio, I'm I'm probably not spending a lot on like stuff there. I'm gonna get my Dan Hasn't figure signed. Gonna get see how much it costs for a group picture with Dan Hausen and Lulu. And I think that's it. It's half the reason why I'm helping out, because it's like I wanna go and I wanna do these things, but you know, if I at least if I help out, I'm not spending money. Which, granted, I, I could still spend money before the show, but I have to be like, no, can't do that. <laughs> well, because you will get in earlier than everybody else. Um, you like once they give you like your assignment, uh, and we figure out what you're going to be doing. You can usually take some time and walk around and check everything out before you have to like get to your location and stuff. So. It's like I like I'll be there Friday to help do set up, so I'll get to see stuff come in Friday and and like poke around Friday, and then uh, Saturday morning when the, the rest of the people show up to set up, I'll get to poke around then a little bit too before doors open. So uh, I don't really have anything I'm looking for. Like mm-hmm. there's two figures I'm kind of looking for. It's the the Target exclusive Nash and Halls, but not like specific like if i do see them i'm not gonna like just throw down the money real quick like i don't know we'll see what happens because uh i did like pay off a bunch of my bills with my income tax and like did a bunch of stuff so like i got a new uh microphone holder coming in um for my my pod mic uh and i bought some other shit that i just been meaning to get so it's just trying to be uh spacious with my what i spend my money on but if i do see a good deal on those figures i'll probably jump on those um, obviously I'm going to get my Dan Housen signed. So, um, yeah, that's about it. Maybe get some card holders or something from this one, uh, guy that I always talk to that has card, uh, holding stuff. So, cause I got a couple of cards I'd like to put into, uh, better plastic. So, yeah, I think it's just, there's not a ton that I'm looking for. Actually, if Dan Housen has his Frankenstein brawler. I would consider buying it. I think he said he was going to have some. I know he just dug some up for whatnot recently. Yeah. But whether that'll be at the show or not, I haven't asked him, but I'll, I'll see how things go. But like, other than that, like when it comes to figures, like it's not that I'm out on figures. Like if I ever see one that I'm just like, Oh yeah, I really want that. Or if it fits in like a certain collection, like I'll buy them, but there's none right now that I'm like, yeah, like I think one figure that I really want, but I'm still not at like a point of like, I need to like go buy it right now is the, uh, AEW series one brandy. And it has to be the, the original release, not a uh, series one a or one B because I have the, the rest of the original series and I just, yeah. want, and I just wanted to complete it. And luckily it's not what I, cause I was afraid like when she left, uh, AEW with Cody that, uh, all of a sudden it was going to skyrocket. And as of right now, it's like staying right around the same price. 
So I'm like, ooh, good. I still have time, but eventually I do have to pull the trigger on. But other than, like, yeah, other than that, like. Yeah, because eventually, like, she may show up somewhere. And once she does that, then it's going to go. Yeah. The only things that I would potentially buy there, it's because one of them I know is going to be really cheap, but I don't know what's going to be there is the VHS tapes. The the guy that is always right next to Rick. Mm -hmm. He always has VHS tapes. Um, and I know that like last time there was like a bunch more popping up that I had never, that were normally selling VHS tapes. But, uh, the other thing that I would get, it would depend on if they're selling it there. And that's, if there's any vinyl a year ago, I started my, I don't want to say I started the kiss, my kiss collection. Cause I technically, I started it a couple years ago, but I started becoming like serious about it a year ago at Toy Ohio when I picked up destroyer on vinyl. I owned like, I think three CDs and a couple cassettes prior to that. But Toy How was literally where the snowball like really started rolling downhill. Um, but if the same person that was, that I bought my destroyer off of is still there and they're selling vinyl, I might dig through their stuff. But other than that, like, I'm just like, eh. One person's going to have a uh, WCW United States title replica. And I really was thinking about throwing money down on that, but. I can't justify it right now. So <laughs> I was really tempted and I was like, kind of like there's a couple other people that were talking about wanting to get a hold of it. And I'm like, I really want it, but I just can't justify it. If I got another replica belt, I would, I mean, this is me personally. Uh, it would be between the intercontinental and it has to be actual like block WWF or even WWE logo. I'll take that, but it has to like, more represent the that early 90s run uh, mm-hmm. and late 80s uh and black strap the white strap was cool when we had the black strap but after having the white strap for so long now like i look at the the black strap as one of my favorites yeah the black strap uh is the uh razor ramon belt to me i really liked when he had that belt uh it sucks i wouldn't be able to get that autographed yeah but I, I do have my razor on autograph so i'm thankful i did get to finally meet him and stuff before covid so and the other belt i would get is the the other wcw championship belt not big gold the one that they had when big gold was gone the international world heavyweight title yeah i know what you're talking about it's an interesting one the one that i would always get the one that kind of looks like the winged eagle yeah, I always go WCW United States, and then I go Stone Cold Smoking Skull would probably be my my first, like, if I got two belts, this would be it. But I was also looking at getting, like, the uh, IWGP uh, title, because, uh, you know, they have those knockoff people overseas that, like, make them look real nice. And I was like, ah, maybe I'd get one of those for, like, 150 bucks. Cause I, I wouldn't do anything with it, just put it on my shelf, so... Maybe you can ask uh, Cardona where he got his replicas made of the AAW titles. Uh, but that would mean I'd have to talk to Cardona, and I don't want to do that. I'd rather watch Isaiah Broner clothesline the, the shit out of him. So hopefully I get to see that in March. But yeah, let's, uh, we'll be working Toy Ohio, and I'm excited that uh, it's, it's Toy Ohio season again. And It's Toy Ohio season again? Like, yeah. Well, most of the year is Toy Ohio season. A- the, the excitement the week of I'm always like so excited it's like Christmas I don't know I just I really enjoy uh, everything going into it like I know some people it's like a lot of work and uh, but even when I'm there like working in quotes 
still I have a blast. Like it's so much fun. So mm-hmm. that work is like not really work to me. It's it's I have so much fun like getting to you know help people meet their like favorite wrestlers and shit. It's really cool. So yep. So uh, if you're not going to Ohio, you know what the what the fuck's wrong with you? I mean, you could not be yeah, in Maria, yeah. which is fine. But yeah, like it, five it, bucks at the door, cash only. Yes, uh, that's been repeated many times, and we're not. It uh, looks like we're not getting a really a snowstorm the day or two before, so uh, the parking lot won't be like overly full. I'll be overly full of people there, but not like oh, uh, we can't find half park. of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, and honestly, that's like another thing I'm kind of excited about getting there early because like I'm definitely not going to have to worry about <laughs> parking at all. Yeah, I literally get to park like right up front because I'm there at seven o'clock. So. I don't have to worry about shit. Ooh, fuck seven o'clock. God damn. That sucks. That's when I'm there. I mean, okay. it's you, 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 I think you don't have to really be there until like nine ish, probably at the latest, but like I go early, I just get there early so that I, I make sure everything's ready. And then like, I get to walk around and like look at stuff and that kind of thing. Like I just, I do it early. It's easy. But it's going to be hard because then AIW is at night, so I might try to sneak a nap in between somehow. But we'll see. Nah, man, just just uh, chug some energy drinks like the old days. Uh, that, was, that was originally what I said I was going to do, and I, I still might do that. So we'll see. Pack a, pack a cooler full of rain. That stuff makes me jittery, man. That's the only <laughs> energy drink that ever made me jittery. I don't think I can do that anymore. So, yeah, come to Toyhio, uh, eat at Smoking Jay's Barbecue. And yeah, then, don't get don't get the hot dog. Get, get like some some uh, brisket and some mac and cheese, or like the the, the pulled pork or the uh, the pulled the pulled chicken. Like, come on, hot dog and a bag of chips. What's wrong with you people? As sad as it sounds, I think we we have like our Saturday food planned out already. We're gonna we're gonna leave here. We're gonna stop at McDonald's for breakfast. Go to Ohio. Lunch. We're gonna have smoking jays, and then I think we're gonna get up pierogi pizza at the venue because that's a thing there and fuck yeah i really want to try it so does amanda so perfect but anyway uh we got a lot to go over and we've already wasted uh, probably too much time on all that so let's get into uh get into saturday show join the swarm uh neither of us did meet and greets if i'm correct i don't think you really did you spend any money at the show yeah um i hung out with my dude alec price and i bought an autographed photo uh of his one of his matches in aiw um and i bought a trading card from him and then i also bought some kaplan beef jerky so i did not get beef jerky but then again i literally didn't spend any money at the show like not a dime uh i did get for being front row i thought was kind of cool uh an eight by ten of that group shot of before the Jaylit main event of the Duke, Ziggy, Derek, Eric, Dom, Pedro, Thorne, and like all of them signed it. So I thought that was really cool. Like just as you walked in, like that's what front row got. And I'm like, oh, that's, this is cool. Like if it was something at the gimmick table, I don't know if I would have bought it, but getting, you know, that one picture that's as of right now, like the last, one of the last, Right before the last match at the Odeon. I think it's cool. Uh, so, yeah, spent no money, no meet and greet. I heard the uh, Paul London meet and greet was was fun from the people that uh, I know that got it. But, uh, yeah, that was that was that part. Let's uh, 
Let's get into the review, and we'll start with the pre-show match. Started things off with Austin James and H2V2 versus members only and Jocelyn Navarro. I should have wrote down what the, their team name is. The International is it Player Hater Club? Player Haters Club. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what I thought. That's why I was yelling hate, 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 hate because of the old uh, Dave Chappelle skit. Uh, so that's why that reference goes over my head. A little bit. So, you know, of note, this is the first time we've seen Jocelyn without a wig on. Like, I think she's really embracing this look. And uh, I complimented her at uh, intermission and a uh, bunch of other people did too. Yeah, this, uh, well, even then, like, she, like, she was just the bully in the match. Like, she yeah. really went out there and, like, was very different. And uh, she says she, she wanted to, to be bad more often. I was like, no, you're not allowed. You're to be loved by the crowd. You're not allowed to be a bad, bad girl. So. Yeah, I think, because uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was there for that conversation where even I said kind of the same thing. It's like, yeah, but you can try, but. I don't know if we're going to accept it. Yeah. Like we, uh, you know, there's other people that try really hard and we just, we just love who we love. It's, it's, it's how we are as, as a fan base. Like a lot of our people, we, we don't want to boo them. Like there might be moments they get booed, but as a whole, like we definitely still love them and they'll, they'll be cheered more than booed and anything. Like we're not supposed, supposed to like Derek. There was a time we weren't supposed to like Rip City shooters. Um so a lot of that like that that homegrown talent or even uh even go back further. Uh, I forgot about this too. Dom. Remember when they were trying to do that whole thing of booing Dom? It didn't necessarily work and he came out to uh Matt Riddle's music once. And like it's it's tough. Uh, I don't I don't know what that says about us as a fan base, whether it's good or bad. But if we like you, we like you. Unless you're, well, I would say unless you're with the Duke, but look at the Bitcoin boys. Uh, any any uh, thoughts on this match? I, I agree with you, the whole, like, Jocelyn just being this bully in it. I like the way you put it. Just, we definitely saw a, a bit more of an edge for Jocelyn. No, not, I don't really have much. I don't want to spoil too much because it is going to go up free on YouTube, I guess. So... Uh, when that does drop, definitely check it out. It was a really fun match. I think it went like, like quite. A, it went quite a while. It was it wasn't a short match. I think it went like 10, 15 minutes. It was really good. Yeah, it went at least fifteen because there's about a fifteen minute difference between the first tweet and the last tweet, and that can fluctuate by a couple minutes each way. So yeah, well, even though it's coming out on YouTube, uh, it was the International Player Haters Club that uh, that won. And if I'm correct, uh, it was. Th- all of them pinning uh, Hendrick Hawkins. Yeah, I believe it was a stacked pin. I'm not 100% sure on who, though. All right, uh, let's get into the next match. We started off the official stream with Bang Bros versus Money Shot. The match you cannot Google. I mean, you can Google it. You're just not going to find the match. You're going to find something very different. <laughs> you're going to find a very different Bang Bros and a very different Money Shot. What do you think about bang bros are really, really good? I was just about to ask you, like, what do you think of the Bangros? They're very, very, very good. And uh, they are a welcome addition to the AIW tag team division. 
I think they actually are like leaps and bounds better than some teams we already have on the roster. Um, and that's definitely saying something because I really love a lot of our tag teams on the roster. Like I was, I made a joke about um, them bringing back the Biggins Cup and doing it as a tag team tournament this year. And then I was like going through my head of like who who would all be the teams for it. And it's like, holy fuck, we have so many teams. We wouldn't even have any outside teams really needed for it. Mm-hmm. You could literally do almost twice over a 18 tournament uh, and stuff. So it's like, I would really, really like to see that happen. Um, and not like jammed into the middle of a, uh, of the tournament uh, weekend um, in the, uh, when we have the uh, JT Lightning Memorial, instead of having it jammed in that afternoon show, have it be its own show at some point this year. Like we're gonna have so many. I think that might be a unique situation where maybe one of these shows we take it and or they take it and uh, make it a tag team tournament and do something different with it. So, what do you think about Money Shot? Money Shot solid. I think that they. They don't off like they're they're one of those teams that like they're a good team like um they're a good fodder team for like another team if you're building up another team like they do a really good job of putting that other team over. Um, I want to see more still like the times I've seen them like I'm not super sold on them but they're a solid team. Um, but I want I need to see more still before i really give a, a full full opinion on them and i'm not going to be like uh other people on twitter that just shit on them so. yeah uh not necessarily going to get into that but i like i like both tag teams and i feel like they they both bring something different to the table in very good ways you know this isn't they're definitely not the same tag team so you have more you know high flyers and a little more fast pace with bang bros but money shot is more what would you say maybe a little more physical they're gonna hurt you more a, t- a, t- a tough I, I don't even want to say old school tag team because i i feel like that's just kind of been used too much lately but th- to me they're a welcome addition and if you just you do take that whole entire tag team roster like it's just a bunch of different ice cream flavors and i don't you mean as the the old like i like chocolate you like vanilla thing it's just you walk into like an ice cream parlor and you just have all these different flavors of ice cream. Some might be close and similar, but you do, you do have a, a good variety. And yeah, going by like what, even what you said, you take these teams, like all the teams and try to put them on uh, in a tournament. Like it, that's a lot of people. And that's not having to look to any outside tag teams. I think when it came down to this match for me, this is more of a, a showcase for both teams, seeing more of bang bros and seeing more of, money shot i don't expect either tag team to have a tag title match you know let's say as early as march but yeah i think the they both have a spot in aw let's put it that way uh any more thoughts on the match uh no it was a uh, money shot picking up the win via pinfall let's uh move into our next one pretty boy smooth versus shaw mason and uh the, the big thing that sticks out to me is is the ending. I think as a, as a whole, the match was fine, but I'm trying to figure out the whole ending thing. This is something like me and Stacy were talking about during the match. Or no, I'm not saying during the match, but like during the show, like right after the match. Was that supposed to happen? 
it seemed really weird of of PB, you know, like grabbing Jake, um, pulling him down, hit hit the mat to cause a a DQ, but then he taps right after. The only thing I can think of is no matter what, according to the record books, PB did not tap. What were your thoughts on it? Um, I thought the size comparison was really interesting for this match. Um, Shaw really just like kept going after him and kept going after his legs and everything like that. So, uh, it kind of like played right into that. And like a lot of the, uh, stuff where like PB was too slow and like Shaw was like sticking and moving and stuff like that, like really worked for the match. Uh, as far as the finish goes, um, I'm trying to think. I think I was talking to Kaplan during the match, so I got my beef jerky and stuff, so I missed some of the context of the finish. But uh, when you think about it, like PB being an ex-world champion, that kind of thing, um, him getting a DQ loss instead of a submission loss to Shaw, I think it was a way to still keep him strong and keep Shaw um, strong as well and not uh made pb look weak in the process which i think is what they were just trying to do yeah i don't know if like even if shaw would have lost like i don't know how much that would really hurt shaw you have somebody who is new hasn't even been you know wrestling a year and you have a former aiw absolute champion and former tag team champion you would expect that pb's winning obviously you know anything can happen in a match but you know, that's kind of the way I looked at it. So even if uh, Shaw lost, I don't think it would necessarily hurt him. At least not right now. But part of me thinks that uh, this might not be over between the two, but we'll see. You know, PB said at the uh, at the Ken show, he's back. So I'm, I'm expecting to see him more shows. Sorry to yeah. talk. Go ahead. That's kind of why I think they kind of had that do that kind of finish. I think that Shaw's been... They've been building him like he he is like if you look at his win loss record compared to um, all the other new uh, students record like Shaw definitely has more of a winning record than any of them. So I feel like, yeah, he's not going to beat Filthy Tom, but he's going to go the limit with pretty much anybody else and more likely win against most everybody else. So which is why I have the thought process in my head that Jay Lit's probably his. So that's just, I don't know. That's just where I've kind of feel like it's been going, but yeah, I just, I feel like he's definitely um, one of those guys. that's going to definitely have more wins than losses no matter what. So it's crazy to think that uh, Shaw lost to Tyson Riggs. Yeah. It happens. It was at Worcester. So the uh well as of right now the, that's not necessarily ever been available online either you saw it in person or right because <laughs> it was literally it was filmed by smart mark and then within like a week uh aiw left iwtv so yeah i don't i don't know how long before that that, that might end up showing up on fight plus but as of right now <laughs> yeah you, you're either there or you weren't Already uh, kind of mentioned it. Uh, Shaw Mason won via DQ after PB kind of like grabbed Jake and, you know, slammed him on the mat. While, I should say too, while uh, PB was an ankle lock. And then right after, obviously, right after I said earlier, right after it happened, uh, he tapped, but Jake was already going to make his decision. 
All right, let's move on to the next one. Sam Holloway versus Isaiah Broner. You were uh, you were kind of like uh, split on this one, right? Yeah, uh, but like, how impressed were you that like Sam came in and just was tossing Isaiah around? Like that was wow. I was really impressed. This was a really good match. Um, probably in my top top three or four matches of the night. Really, really enjoyed it. Like to see them go again for sure. Like I I expect for Sam to be able to, you know, last longer against Isaiah Broner than most. Like uh what, Anthony Young. You know, Sam's a bigger dude. He's a stronger dude. So yeah, I I, I definitely expect that more from Sam than others. So I didn't necessarily expect this to be a short match, but I I just expected Broner to win because Sam isn't the problem. Broner is. But uh, uh but Sam will be a future problem for everybody in AIW, I'm sure. He's he's getting there. Like he goes he's gone up against PB, he went up against Broner and had, you know, he didn't back down from either of those those matches. He's yeah, he's young, but he's building that confidence he can he can do it so but you said that he's a future problem not the problem you know what i mean as in there's a difference of being a problem and the problem but you know i i expect a lot from sam going forward like he's one of those dudes that i mean like him i actually don't want to see a lot anybody actually in the 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 current rookie class whatever you want to call him I've said it many times before that if you just look at every single AIW class, like for when they debuted and then like a year or two later, like if they've stayed around, like they've all evolved. And I, I, I mean, I expect no more or no different from this class and what Sam can build on. I'm really interested. I still say I want to see him with facial hair, but that's not necessarily a nitpick. That's just more of a, uh, you're kind of a big dude. You look weird as a baby face. Uh, any other thoughts on this match? Uh, no. It was uh, Isaiah Broner pinning Sam Holloway for the win. And then after the match, uh, Isaiah Broner, uh, you know, helped Sam up and shook his hand. Let's move on to the next one. Euthanasia versus PME. PME comes out mocking Euthanasia with uh, some black hockey masks, not necessarily the same kind. As uh, old school euthanasia, but you get the point. Uh, yeah, and uh, fucking J Pro comes out just staring darts through PME, and the chaos starts shortly after. Thoughts on this crazy match? Excuse me. I'll be 100% honest. honest. Uh, I'm kind of over brawling matches um, in general. So, like, sure we're gonna have you know weapons matches this kind of stuff but like just when it's just a a full-on brawling mess uh it just does nothing for me like it's not it's sort of entertaining but like there's not a whole lot you can expand upon once you've seen it a handful of times especially at, at a building um that you're trying to keep so it just it's kind of whatever i don't know i just the match was fine. It just it just doesn't do anything for me specifically. Like I don't brawl matches don't do anything for me anymore. Like I'm I'm more I want more in ring stuff. Like you know that kind of I don't know. I just I don't 
hardcore brawl, like walking brawls as they call them or whatever. Like they just don't do anything for me. Did this show not really help for that matter? Cause kind of had three of them. It really didn't, man. It really kind of burnt me out on it even more, like more so than I was like, at least with this match, you had that story at the end with the handcuffs and like the brutality there. Um, but once you've done that, you gotta figure out something else for everything else. Like it just rehashing it a couple more times. Like make if you're gonna do it, make it unique. Like the the four way later on, yeah, there was some more wrestling there. I would have liked to see it just be a straight like in ring type thing and not go full on brawl intense like they tend to do in intense matches. I think that would have been a cool little different change. Um, especially when you're going to follow that up with that main event with like the, all the craziness and like the ring being taken apart and it being very much a, a brawl with like lots of big move spots in it. Spoiler so it alert. Just, we haven't got to that part yet. I know, but if you're listening to this, you obviously have watched the show cause you're listening to our review. Nobody's going into this blind. I don't think, but like, the it just you're gonna have too much of of one thing on the card it just kind of waters it down once you've seen it once like and i mean it's it's i don't know like like you were talking about the 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 flavors of ice cream earlier let's we could say that again like i wanted a little something different from each one of them i mean you made the main event made itself unique so i wouldn't even compare it to this tag team match but that four-way uh, while it was a fine match and there's some really great spots like the Paul London uh, getting suplexed by Derek, which was definitely one of the cooler gifts of the night. Um, the brawling in the crowd and the stuff with the, with the trash and stuff, it just, I didn't do nothing for, it. I literally, once they went outside of the ring and started brawling in the crowd, I got on my phone and cause I wasn't going to be able to see anything. So mm-hmm. I just sat in my chair and just got on my phone and just started scrolling Twitter because Wait until they get back in the ring to finish the match out. And then once they did, I, you know, obviously I was glued to the rest of the match, but just the, the walk and brawl for some of the stuff just doesn't do it for me. Uh, especially when you're doing it multiple times on a show, I feel like there's wires there that need to be not crossed and, uh, make everything unique. So I like I said, the ending of this, like really amped up the story more. And, uh, then there's like a backstage video that's out there that you can see, um, where like another challenge was laid out and a mention of a steel cage was brought up. So like this, this tag team, uh, feud is really amping up more and more. So I wonder how people in the bleachers feel about the walk and brawls. Like there is like our park where like we're normally first row or like for you, you were, were you technically second row or GA? Technically, I had a GA ticket, but I was very much second row because yeah. um, I was allowed to put my chair over behind you guys. Yeah. So, but the only reason why I asked, like, you were still like you were in that that same general area, and which side note, uh, it's something I don't know whether I want to complain about or or just kind of like, well, there, there's kind of a reason for it because if if it wasn't like this, I wouldn't be there, and that's there were way too many front row seats to the point Don't of complain about it because then everybody will turn on you and make you the villain in this because that's what I complained about before because every time I bought a ringside seat I somehow ended up in the second row because there was too many and people would jam in I'm too nice of a person to push people out of the way and take my front row 
So don't don't well, say that. Well, no, well, but the, I was the bad guy in that situation. But the difference is that I actually had a front row seat, and I was still in the front row. But when you have me and Stacy sit next to each other, and literally like there is no space between our chairs, like that was fucking very uncomfortable. Like I watched was, confrontation happen right next to you between two people over there being too many. Yeah, fucking. So it's it's very much an issue. They jam too many front rows in there, not realizing that like ninety percent of your audience they're on the bigger side so they're gonna need that little bit of extra room like you can't put them side by side like that it does not work but like i said that's 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 just my opinion i can't i can't say anything more because i'll be the villain again so but i also even like basically admitted before i even said anything that you know if they if they let's say just for example they just sold less front row seats well knowing when i bought my ticket i wouldn't have a front row seat because I bought my ticket late and I mm-hmm. want to say I bought it when there was two left, maybe when there was four left, but it was single digits to the mm-hmm. point of if they took out like X amount of seats, I would definitely been on the, Hey, front row sold out. You got to sit somewhere else. So that's why it's like, I complain about it. But at the same time, if that many front row seats wouldn't have been sold, then I wouldn't have been sitting there. Yeah, but to be 100% honest, uh, in that venue, even second row is absolutely perfectly fine, especially where we get put. You're not getting very many, like, up-close encounters with the wrestlers. Most of them are into the ring before that last little section right there because we're so far off in the corner. So it really doesn't do anything uh, extra special. It's just more money on, uh, you know, to the company for that spot. I That's why I, I, I GA'd it. Uh, and I was more comfortable where I was like, I, I don't want to be crammed in against other people. Um, especially in cold and flu season. No, yeah. thanks. I don't, I don't need to be on top of, you know, cause it would have been Stacy, you, me, and then Trombetta and, and, and everybody else. But just, no, that's no, thanks. No, thanks. That's just love you guys, but I don't need to be, uh, sitting on top of each other to, to watch a show. I'd rather have my uh, comfy chair and uh, yeah. Yeah. The only thing is I'm very particular about my seat. Like, I don't know. I just don't know how to describe it. Like I almost always have to be like front row. The amount of times I didn't get front row is like very small. We're obviously when, you know, front row is available. Other than that, like, yeah, it's like almost always front row. I promise you I had the same view as you did of the corner uh, post. So we get thrown that far up in the corner that's that's the majority of what we see or the referee's back because that's where they stand most of the time so but the other option is to be jammed in in a middle section uh with strange people that don't understand to not come to a show when you're sick and uh get sick so i don't really complain about that you want to do your toy Ohio psa now uh i've mentioned it just yeah. don't go to fucking things if you're sick like if I came down with COVID today, I wouldn't be going this weekend. It instantly be like, nope, not even attempting it. I'll get a refund. Not gonna even attempt to go. Like, I'm not a selfish piece of shit. Like, if I'm sick, I'm staying home. I'm not gonna go get everybody else fucking sick. Like, just don't do that. That's fucking stupid. Especially post COVID. Like, we're right back to like just fucking doing whatever. Just yeah. 
that's fucking annoying. That's how you get other people sick. Like Jayhawk's fucking sick now. Can't afford to be fucking sick missing work. The companies don't pay for fucking COVID leave anymore. So don't fucking go to shows when you're sick. Man, I forgot that's the one thing I loved about COVID. When we actually had the wrestling shows and like there was just like a bunch of space between you and like other ticket uh, buyers, like ticket mm-hmm. buyer groups. Oh, I fucking love that. You want, you want more room beside you? Go ahead. You want more room behind you? Go ahead. You got plenty. Yeah. But I understand why, like, that obviously, like, switched real quick. But like, Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, it was also a thing where I didn't mind paying a premium price because I knew I was going to have space and not be crowded and congested. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, basically with this match, you had uh, kind of like what was mentioned, uh, J-Pro got handcuffed. Actually, both J-Pro and M-Dog got handcuffed. And uh, M-Dog can still move a little bit <laughs> while he's handcuffed. I thought that was a pretty crazy sight to see, but like I, I at the same time, like I expected from M-Dog. But it was uh, Philly pinning J-Pro to pick up the win for PME. And then after this, we went into intermission and we came back with this one. Alec Price versus Dominic Garini. Again, pretty split for this match for you uh this was my match of the night man this was this was really 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 fucking good like uh alec price coming in looking for that first singles win that's not like a scramble uh because he did win one of those um so i was really hoping he might get it over dom but obviously he you know he he spoiler he didn't um but this match was really really fucking good um i highly recommend checking this match out remember when you didn't like dom uh well he wears boots now so <laughs> yeah but i thought you liked him before then i did start liking him before he started wearing boots um but that's also because i got to know him uh so that kind of changed things so doesn't take away when i see somebody that's barefoot uh that that would be the first and only thing i would as another wrestler just focus on the entire match I hope uh, we do see more uh, of Alec Price in AEW. It seems to be, I don't want to say consistent, but we, you know, we've seen him good amount of time since Jaylet. Uh, I think we will. I think we'll be seeing him more often this year, and um, I'm absolutely fine with that. He is one of those top indie talents that I think uh, loves. He said, you know, I want to talk to him. He absolutely loves coming to AIW. He said, any chance he gets, he's he'll be here um he really really was disappointed he couldn't be at hell on earth um but he he is he absolutely loves aiw and uh i love having him around he's awesome dude so hopefully he uh keeps coming back because he is a hell of a talent dom's dad talking a lot of shit to uh (laughs) to alec during this match oh absolutely that's that's one of the 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 best parts about being over in that corner is you get to sit with Dom's uh, mom and dad and, and listening to his dad just go off is hilarious. It's the best. He's a sweetheart of a man, but you get him you get him in there <laughs> dealing with uh, his his son's opponent, and he's a whole different beast. It's like as soon as uh, it was said that he was from Boston, like <laughs> just got him going. It's great. Yep. I think. <laughs> I think uh, Dom's parents, probably more uh, his dad than his mom, but that they slash he are the new 
M Dog's grandma. For real, they are there are little secret in that corner. Um, yeah, the Akron shows like that's like secretly like one of my favorite things when we go there. It's like oh, they're gonna be there, so then we get to talk with them, and then you know we get him uh, being very entertaining um, during the matches and stuff like that. So he's he's the best. I really like him. Yeah, that's, that makes me miss fucking M Dog's grandma. She was the she was the absolute fucking best. Especially one uh, one time, I think it was a uh, match against Super Crazy. I recorded her for like a little bit, just like so people could like really get her reactions. Because a lot of times it's not just you know maybe about moves. Like she's like she's like talking, like she's like uh, you know like really rooting there for uh, M Dog. Like it's oh god, so entertaining. And like I mean, she had, I don't think she's been to a show since COVID. Which, I mean, which sucks, but, you know, I always say, like, I just hope she's doing good. But now we have Dom mm-hmm. Tunes, who uh, step into those shoes at the Akron show. So, yeah. So it was, you know, Dom pinning Alec Price for the win. So I was kind of mentioned on the little hype-up show that Pedro did. Okay, Dom's 2-0 and of the year. Do we think this is going to be a, a big year for him, so we're going to be counting wins? Maybe. All right, let's... uh. Move on to the next one. Bulking season versus the Bitcoin boys. So this was fun. Um, when Chuck was on the apron, I was yelling things at him, like how he should uh, cut the dead weight and leave his tag team partner. Why do you hate, uh, why do you hate Artie so much? So. Why do you hate Artie so much? I don't hate him. I just, you know loathe him i guess <laughs> and his peter pantites when he wears them peter pantites yeah or uh, or robin hood men in tights you know whatever it looks like an extra from that something newer those green ones you know you know what i'm talking about um no like i was just saying shit just teasing yeah. shit and uh yeah you know just being silly um for the bit uh but you know it's it's it was a really good tag match um but again you know, Bitcoin proved that uh, they deserve to be the champions, and uh, they did. They had a hell of a match. It was, it was a good, it was a good time. And yes, I understand that matches have to happen several times because it's a feud. Uh, the card is going to change. I'm not a complete fucking blithering idiot. I do understand these things, Ronnie deuces. I get this, okay. Uh, but the whole point I was making on that comment was that I was defending the Bitcoin boys, saying that. They shouldn't have to defend their tag team titles against the team they beat uh, because I was just supporting them. I wasn't saying that I didn't want to see this match again. Um, they work well together, so it's not like it's annoying to have to see these two teams face off. They are the the first, uh, one of the first groups of, like, I saw their debut match at the Coldhorn Brewery. I was there for for that, so it's cool to see them in the tag team now fighting for the the belts so who who was the big name for the Goldhorn brewery i can't remember we can't talk about him he's canceled <laughs> aren't you happy you didn't win that day didn't win what D- didn't you want to be the lucky one? Oh, i'd already done that once before so it, it's 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 happened it's a okay. thing that's happened to me okay i'm sorry that you exist <laughs> just never go on the jungle cruise right now even though I know it doesn't work there anymore. But anyway, um, uh, we also do got to mention, because already mentioned it to me, that, uh, you know, they changed their music again. 
Yeah. What the fuck? I think this is more permanent because as cool as Iron Man was, I mean, that's more, you know, the road warriors. So it made sense for that one show where they came out with the, with the fake spikes on and did the road warrior tribute thing that, that was fine for, for absolution, but I don't think they should have kept it past that. So I'm think I think the new one is permanent. Okay. That's which, good then. Which which reminds me, when the fuck are you gonna send me the screenshot for the songs that I need to add? Uh when we're done recording. I probably decide to do that. So maybe after this week. Yeah, there's like a I'm still I'm still missing like one or two songs I gotta make sure I get before I send it to you. I think it's something we need to talk about too. I kinda wanna go through that list and like there's some that I wanna delete. Like uh we have the version of sabotage that the shooters came out to once and that was it. And I want to say that was, I want to say it was built to last, maybe not shooters, but Bishop. And anytime, like if I'm listening to that list, when that comes on, I'm like, uh, they only use this once. Why the fuck did we add it? But then again, I think it's, we, we thought it was going to be, we thought it was going to be permanent, but it either they changed their mind or it was like an accident. I like never listen to that list. So I have no idea what, what the difference even is honestly <laughs> so i've added shit too but i i don't i've never listened to it uh outside of like when we first made it i've listened to it here and there but i listen not like to years so sometimes i'll listen to it like before a show like maybe like when i'm on my way there if i'm not listening to a podcast because there's a couple that i want to add but i don't have them and i don't know who they are yeah that's the other thing i have songs on this list that i added that i don't know who they're for so I'm assuming they're student songs, but I couldn't tell you. If I hear them normally, I could figure it out. So yeah, uh, Bitcoin Boys and Bulking Season. This one, no, I will say this one had like a walking brawl too, but no. I was thinking the uh, the the other tag match because I was thinking the Bitcoin Boys were involved. But a big thing to the that I remember from this match was uh, the Duke didn't necessarily you know interfere per se like attacking anybody but he uh he saved a three count i just remember bitcoin hitting that uh finish and uh being really happy yeah it was uh bitcoin boys uh they both pinned uh Artie. and they are still your aiw tag team champions see chucky's a liability to your team <laughs> all right the weak link you gotta cut them loose all right let's move on to the next one west barkley Paul London, Joey Janela, and Derek Dillinger for the AIW Intense Championship. And uh, first thing to mention, Paul London comes out singing his song, which was uh, one of the James Bond themes. And uh, Thunderball, yeah. Yeah. The, the thing that got me, as soon as I heard the singing, because he didn't come out like right away, in my head I go, this sounds like someone seeing it live and then out one of the side doors here comes paul london with a fucking microphone i go oh no oh no shit he's singing it did the whole fucking song and uh, uh that's not the uh impressive thing of that entire segment uh actually that what that wasn't uh what people were really focused on that entire segment <laughs> what were they focused on uh, the fact that the onesie that Paul London was wearing left nothing to the imagination of uh, what he's packing. The hog was on display. Uh, which led to Joey Gigella announcing that he has the biggest penis in pro wrestling. So, <laughs> see if he's going to defend that uh, 
at any time against uh, Mikey or, um, you know, the weird certain other personalities that wrestle in AIW. The weirdster. Yeah. It's a triple threat match we're all waiting to see. Um, I feel awkward even talking about it, honestly, but it needed to be talked about. So You think they can have the match at Heart of Gold? I don't think there's room for a ring in there. Who says we need a ring? Anyway. I mean, uh, if you just want them to touch tips in a location, I guess Hog is as good as any. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is where we get another match, obviously, where it was, it was kind of mentioned that, uh, yeah, it kind of went everywhere. The thing that I found kind of funny was Joey Janela uh, hiding throughout the crowd while, like, all this was happening. And at one point, he got by us and uh, grabbed Trimbetta's glasses, you know, kind of was, like, disguised for a little bit. And I think he did, like, some of the shit on the other side, too. So it set it a little bit apart from the other two matches, but not too much. And then, like, yeah, there's, like there's fun little things speckled throughout. Like, I'm not saying, like, that it was all not great, but, like, you know, you have that really ridiculous German that Derek hit on Paul London that really, like, opened up the show, like, oh, fuck, here we go. Like, this is going to be crazy. Uh, and, like, they had the, the trash uh, being thrown around like a crazy man with Paul London. Uh, you know, there's, well, there's stuff there. There was some interesting stuff. I'm not saying it was bad all the way around. It just there was were- not what I wanted. There were a lot of spots with Paul London where I went, oh, fuck. Oh, he went for it. He, he dove off the top rope to the outside several times. Like, there was all kinds of crazy shit he did. He was, mm-hmm. he, came, he came to work and he did. It was good. It was good stuff. Any other thoughts on the match? Um, all hail our intense champion, Derek Dillinger. Yep. It was uh, Derek pinning Wes Barkley to retain the AIW Intense Championship. Let's move on to the main event. Filthy Tom Lawler versus Joshua Bishop for the AIW Absolute Championship. And this match was under intense rules. It wasn't officially said, but almost every single match that Bishop has been involved in for a while have been under intense rules. So I think maybe we're we're just supposed to assume that right off the rip. Not 100% sure. And... um there was a lot like other matches, kind of like what we said, but there were two aspects of this match that really set it apart. Uh, the, the first one, one was this idea that uh, Filthy told a bunch of students who, you know, his ring crew to start tearing down the ring. So we lost, what, the, the apron, uh, the padding, the mat. Uh, the, the apron stayed up. The the padding, the mat, uh, and the ropes ended up coming down. Yeah. Over the course of this match. Yeah. Uh, to the point where then it was just the plywood underneath, and a chunk of that got thrown off, so that there was just the metal bars showing. Uh, Filthy Tom thought it was a good idea to wear MMA gloves uh, during this match, which uh, obviously didn't work out in his favor. That does not make chopping any better. Probably probably makes it worse. Worse for him, because it's not being effective. And then the other aspect that uh, really set this match apart. I mean, granted, like, we're already, like, far apart. Just taking, like, the ring starting to come down or being taken apart in a match. Like, I've never, never seen that. So what would you call the move that that Filthy did where he he goes backstage and then comes back out? Oh, man. 
Uh, he's done that like several times with other stuff. I'm, I don't know what we'd even call it. Where it's basically like he sets his opponent up somewhere and does this big long run. Normally you would see it like in a traditional sense, like somebody doing like around the ring. You know what I mean? Where they're, they go like almost all the way around the ring before they hit him. And it was the same, kind of the same thing where and like filthy did this. Uh, I want to say, was it back in December? I, I think he did where he sets them up, runs, ends up going backstage and like coming out this other door. So he does it one time in this match and, you know, just, you know, kind of regular, like, okay, whatever. The second time when he runs out the backstage door, fucking Hilljack is chasing him. So we have Hilljack coming back to AIW and then he ended up, you was know, that, was that before? I thought Swamp, Swamp Man showed up before, right? No. Hilljack showed up no? first because then we later saw Swamp Man. Looking, looking a little lean, looking uh, like he's lost some weight over the over the winter. Come out from under the ring when uh, they finally took one of the boards off. And that's when Hilljack confronted him. Not right after, but like it, like a minute or so later, I believe. And then it turned into a thing between them. There's a, there is a great picture uh, online of Hilljack sitting there with uh, Razor Shark. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to hear... Hilljack uh talk about looking for the swamp man you can check out go ahead i'm kidding yeah he he called in and uh he was looking for the swamp man he's still looking for him he wants to kill him so where do you where do you call in at iw <laughs> okay i'm really done <laughs> he called asking uh dustin alberti if he'd seen him and uh so he's, he's looking for him. He's still on the hunt for him. So to I, IW guide. Yep. Hilljack should just call in every week. Hill, I mean, Hilljack could be IW guide. Every Dwight. week. <laughs> Maybe not every week, but uh, I'm glad that we have a, uh, a connection to him that we can get him to go to uh, the nearest pay phone and give us a call. So down there in Louisiana, bye you. So in between the ring coming down and then having the appearance of hill jack and swamp man like this was fucking crazy and uh like we said earlier like it really set itself apart and do we want to get into the conversation that we had before the show because i kind of think like you got your answer uh i don't remember that conversation too much other than like why they don't have the intense title is that was that that conversation made of the show yes because the way that match went, you got to add in the well, show. That, that, in that case, that makes sense. But when it's just going to be a normal slugfest between two guys, maybe that's not the way to go. Just saying. But for this night, absolutely, it made sense. Mm-hmm. And it actually kept everybody entertained and drawn into the entire match. Whereas a lot of the time, it seems like people are burnt out by that point. So if they seem like Akron actually seemed like they were into it for the most part, for the most of the show. So mm-hmm. for the most of the match, uh, any other thoughts on this fuck, fucking insane match? I mean, it was a, it was a good uh, way to close out uh, a really solid show. I really enjoyed this show. Um, I think my enjoyment really hinged on uh, just being able to, to sit in my area with my chair and just kind of chill and do my thing. Uh, I think that made it so much more enjoyable than being crushed in a front row or, you know, standing for the whole show. I think I was 
very happy with where I was at and was uh, able to sit and really just enjoy the show and take things in and not be frustrated by everything else. And then like try to focus on the, trying to focus on the show while, you know, other shit was going on. So it's good. It was a good time. Real good time. I'm excited for uh, what we're going to talk about next. And I'm excited for March and uh, I'm, I'm excited for AIW again uh, to, to keep these shows going and really amp things up. So, well, it was uh, Josh Bishop pinning uh, Filthy Tom Lawler to retain the AIW Absolute Championship. Now, I didn't necessarily tweet about this part of it, but, you know, after the match, kind of like, kind of almost become a kind of a tradition. Uh, Bishop grabs the microphone and, you know, he ends up throwing out another open challenge. Well, then PME's music hits and I'm like, what? Why would PME be like one of them be going for the title? This makes no fucking sense. No, it's uh, they're on the phone with Matt Cardona, who I'm surprised was getting a reception in the middle of the ocean. But, you know, Cardona was going to is going to take up that challenge. Fortunately for Cardona, he wasn't there in person or maybe fortunately for Cardona because out comes Isaiah Broner ends up grabbing the phone and saying, shut up, bitch. I think that's what he said. Yeah, that was what he said. Uh, and he says he wants the match. No, but challenge two, I uh, forgot to mention, is for uh, 216. And then Bishop says, well, basically, fuck it. You both got it. So we're going to see it 216. Joshua Bishop versus Isaiah Broner versus Matt Cardona for the AIW Absolute Championship. And sadly, that will not be the last time, at least I think, that will not be the last time you're going to see Cardona at AIW. Yeah, probably not unfortunately but if it means that we get to see broner lariat the fucking shit out of him i'm I'm okay with that i guess all right let's uh so normally where we close out the show but we are going to go over uh the matches really quickly because we've already went like longer than i kind of really wanted to go yeah uh, so we're gonna speed around this motherfucker luckily i mean there's not like a lot of uh storyline going in a lot of these so uh oh no no not really um Let's just uh, throw our thoughts down on these matches like really quick and pick a winner. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to still use the uh, little buttons. Okay. Uh, Sydney Von England versus Kaplan. Sid, I love you. You're great, but Kaplan, like. Yeah, Cap Daddy's on a roll. That's all there is to say about it. Don't become his beef jerky. Let's move on to the next one. Cheeseburger. Versus Dominic Greeny. Cheeseburger making his AIW debut against Dom. I kind of wish Dom's dad was going to be at this match. I'd like to hear the shit you had talked about. Cheeseburger. I think it'd be great. He'd come up with something. He'd find a way to talk shit about hamburgers. Right. Man, why aren't we getting a thing with Chuck Stone and Cheeseburger? Oh, there's lots of people on this card that I really want to have interactions. Um, I personally really hope that they somehow do some backstage stuff and maybe we get Chuck Stone and Cheeseburger doing a little little segment. I'd also really, really love if Hill Jack somehow came up on Space Monkey um, <laughs> and his reaction to a talking monkey. I think that would be fucking amazing. I'm just saying uh, if that could happen as a backstage segment for, you know, maybe a future uh, YouTube show or a you know, maybe even a Patreon segment. I'd be down for that. I'm just saying, I think that'd be really, really entertaining. And, uh, that should definitely happen. What about 
Hill Jack, not Hill Jack, but uh, Space Monkey and Swamp Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you got to think there's something going on where they've uh, come in contact with the same mutation um, to be able to talk and wrestle. So cheeseburger versus Dominic Greeny. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Dom. Yeah, got to go with Dom. Tyson Riggs versus Isaiah Broner. Isaiah Broner, just the, the end. Isaiah Broner. Oh, oh God. <laughs> uh, Austin James versus Anthony Young versus Space Monkey versus Jocelyn Navarro. I like what AIW said on their podcast this week that this is like uh, you got three different uh stages of AIW or I even want to even say like you got you do have a little bit of four you have Space Monkey that represents the past you have Jocelyn who represents now the present you have Anthony Young representing the future and you have Austin James also being the future but maybe a little bit further down the road than the future that is uh Anthony Young Man, this is going to be a hard one. Uh, I'm going to go with Jocelyn. Okay. Uh, if we see the same Jocelyn that we saw on Akron, Jocelyn, hands down. If not, I'll go Space Monkey. But I, I think we're going to see like the same Jocelyn. Like she, she, instead of being a bully in a six man, she's going to be a bully in a four way for sure. Riley Rose versus Shaw Mason. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna, I gotta go with my boy Shaw here. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Shaw Mason as well. Nine to five versus H two V two. Excited, excited for this one. Kind of like uh, yeah. low low key because I mean this is H two V two working with two veterans, and if you can't have a good match with Lewis Linden, something's wrong with you. They talked about on our podcast last week when Vic was on. Um, Hendricks Hawkins called in and said, who do you think your first victory is going to come against? And, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's going to be against, uh, nine to five. I think, I think H2V2 picks up the win here. What, what show is that? Uh, the Vic was on <laughs> IW God. See, I didn't, I didn't edit it. I, I took it off that page and I didn't want to go back anyway. Um, <laughs> hmm. yeah, I'm going to go, uh, H2V2. PME versus bulking season, bulking season kind of going back to the end of the line or, you know, just into the, uh, the tag team pool. Got to prove themselves and prove themselves against the former AW tag team champions. The people that they beat for the title PME. I'm going to say, uh, PME has been looking strong. And after what they did to euthanasia, uh, last week, I'm going to say PME picks up the win. I'm going to go PME too. Chase Oliver versus Derek Dillinger for the AIW Intense Championship. Chase is a hometown boy going into this, but I think uh, Derek and Ziggy don't care about that hometown shit and uh, they're going to retain. I'm going to go with Derek too, but could you imagine how crazy it would be, you know, Chase wins and becomes the Intense Champion? That'd be pretty wild. Pretty wild. And maybe like going forward, he only defends the title in scramble matches. <laughs> That'd be great. All right. Last one. The Bitcoin boys versus 
the Rip City Shooters for the AIW Tag Team Champions. And the intense title will be the main event. Uh, but uh, yeah, I picked this one last. I think this will be, um, once again, this will be a real test for Bitcoin. Going up against former tag team champions, a former uh, intense champion, and the current absolute champion. And I would expect this will be intense rules because it involves Joshua Bishop. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to say Rip City wins, but they will not win the titles. I think uh, Bitcoin Bitcoin wins. I think that they're, they've, you know, they've been on this roll for quite a while. And uh, I'm going to say it. They're on a tear. And uh, I don't think uh, Rip City can stop them. All right. I believe that's all the matches we got for the card. Uh, any final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Uh, yeah, uh, IW Guide, uh, check us out. We've been doing a series uh, called Fresh Meat with all the new um, debutees in the AIW roster. Um, so right now we have uh, Sam Holloway, uh, Hendrix Hawkins, uh, Austin James, Vic Vice, and Dustin Alberti. Uh, interviews available. Um, next week is Shaw Mason. And then... On February 22nd will be the two trainers of those uh, gentlemen, the intense champion, Derek Dillinger, and the bone collector, Dominic Greeny. Um, so that's that's super fun. That's the way we're going to end our fresh meat series with the trainers. Uh, and then we'll get back to our um, regularly scheduled show reviews. And uh, maybe we're going to... Maybe we'll have a, a tag team from AIW on at the end of next month uh, for an interview. Kind of talked with them about that. We'll see what happens. Uh, if you want to check out, if you catch my grift, if you're into true crime uh, and con men and stuff like that, we have a new episode out on Logan Paul. Uh, so check that out. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Charlie underscore butters. And that's all I got. Coming up on, on wrestling cheers. I, I, I don't, say things until they happen so yeah though I, I do have a fun little surprise interview that's already in the can that it's not coming out till march teaser but of course you can find myself at j summers 330 on tiktok twitter and instagram much like you can find the show on facebook twitter and instagram facebook.com slash wrestling cheers twitter.com slash wrestling cheers and instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose to desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and like i said earlier in this show please rate review and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast whether it be apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher tune in youtube spotify iHeartRadio, pandora amazon music or podbean wrestling cheers.podbean.com and all of those links can be found through the link tree link in the podcast notes check out our podcast friends such as Pod Van Dam, Super Fantastic Podcast, It's Evolution Baby, The IndieCast, Sobros Network, Biff Radio, Gameworks Podcast, Power Bob Jitsu, Power Driver Podcast, Fully Posable, Positively Pro Wrestling, Indie Wrestling Guide, If You Catch My Grift, At Odds With Wrestling, Marks With Mics, Juggalo Rewind, X Over, This Ends At Prom, and Porch Talk, and check out our other non-podcasting friends such as The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Danger Zone Video in Juliet, Tennessee, Heart of Gold, Toy Hio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, JCP Designs, 
Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of Wrestling Cheers, Moy Boy Designs. That will do it for us here on Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name. Fuck, Saturday's going to be a long day. Later. It's the Wrestling Cheers. Get up on your feet. Brighten in your day in the middle of the week. And you gotta love the show. Yeah, you know it holds a title for the best podcast. Talking wrestling in Ohio. Finishing a cold one. Take a load off. We ain't all about the prohibition like Josh. So we cheers. And then we sit back. Other shows are in the trash. Kinda like they Nick Stapp. Like the name is Matt Justice. Wearing all the gold. Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close. The number one podcast going in the game. And one day everybody's gonna know the name. It's the Wrestling Cheers. This is Platinum Max. Signing off. Ohio. Good night. The world. Good night. We love you. We'll see you next week.